morning jfw family welcome back to the channel 23 podcast the purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things jfw good morning men jim dave brother dave morning everybody morning jfw welcome back everyone as you know we're going to say the pledge of allegiance nice everybody can join us too out there in your trucks or in listening land. <laughs> All right. Hit it. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And just as a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFWs. It's just ours. <laughs> you're, you're right, Jim. It's just ours. <laughs> just four guys, right? Just, just four, four guys. guys four, four regular guys. Four yeah. regular people. Just four dudes. Just a couple dudes. Yep. Just four dudes. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah, just trying to make things better. Yep. <clears throat> Episode 38, we had 278 downloads. We're at 12,388 total, total downloads. And the cool thing is, is we picked up eight followers this week. Wow, so, very cool. Yeah, numbers are a little down, but to have eight more people actually sign up and subscribe to our podcast, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that absolutely. Cool. So. Any any new countries or foreign land this morning, Jim? No, no, no? just the same ones. Okay, yeah. very cool. But do you know what they call uh, babies with guns? <laughs> the gun jokes. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, called they're called gun puns. <laughs> gun puns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know what they call babies with guns. Infantry. Infantry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Uh, that is a good one. I, I was thinking, well, how can babies be, you know, how do you tie that one together? Infantry. Infantry. That, that is a good one. It's time for the dad joke challenge. Jim, <laughs> Jim you look like you're chomping at the bit over there. You got a good one? Yeah, I was just <laughs> thinking, you know, since you were talking about other countries and stuff and other listeners, you know, in America, we call it an elevator, right? Mm-hmm. In Europe, they call it a lift. I guess we were just raised differently. <laughs> Boom. That is so funny. Well, I had a low tire the other day on the wife's car, and we were out running around. I wasn't near the house or here, so I had to stop at a gas station to air the tire. I mean, every place I've gone my entire life, air's always been free, and I had to pay 250 Do you guys know why? Inflation. Ooh, <laughs> Inflation. I was going to say, air is never free at these gas stations anymore. You got to go to the far corner and put your money in the little your, compressor your thing. Your 50 cents. And yeah. Yeah, got to come up with quarters. Inflation. Yeah. Nothing's free. I like that. We should be able to like get all these. You know what I mean? Because when you hear the answer, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> it's always so obvious, yeah. huh? Yeah. But I remember when water was free. Now you got to buy it. Yep. 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 I was just listening. There was a radio station I was listening to. Uh, last week this isn't a joke it was just kind of a you you mentioned that reminder right here we go off in the weeds but uh a male and female disc jockey and they were talking about some college back east they're actually starting a course called adulting 101 because so many people are graduating college and they have all these incredible degrees and they can't balance a checkbook or pay bills or anything and she actually admitted she didn't go to college but when she moved out, she moved out at 18 right after she graduated high school and was living on her own. And she freaked out because when she got her first water bill, she thought her friends were playing a joke on her because she thought water was free because it just comes out of the faucet. <laughs> uh, I kind of thought that was funny, man. Fell fell right in line with the adulting, right? You just 
as a kid, it's like, well, it just comes out of the faucet. It's isn't it free? Why do you pay for water? That's, That's the same with electricity. It's just in the wall, isn't it? Dave? <laughs> yeah, you right? flip the switch. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember where it was or what it was, but somebody, I think me and my wife were buying a car or something, and I can't remember, but they asked something like, do you pay for this? And she's like, no, we just have it. I'm like, no, we just pay for it. <laughs> uh, oh, I better say this. I do need to throw out an apology to my wife, a public apology, because the other day, can we talk about the pig on the table? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the other day at our steering committee meeting, we were asked to produce our leadership challenge coins all the leaders have these challenge coins and if you didn't have one you owed the the pig the jfw challenge coin pig five bucks and right away i, I reached for my coins and i didn't have mine and i'm like oh my god i i have those every day I carry that and i carry a little rock that bella gave to me and i blame my wife i'm like <laughs> <laughs> just instantly what why don't I have my coin? It's my wife's fault. <laughs> don't don't we all do that? Just like <laughs> well, my wife is super good at if I leave something out on my nightstand, it gets put away. One day, I think we were short company radios, just because it was somewhere else in my house because <laughs> I couldn't go on a nightstand, right? <laughs> I just happened to open up the other little cabin. I'm like, oh, there's a company radio. I should probably take that at work, right? <laughs> so anyway, I'm like, babe, you know, I'm mad at you. I had to give, or we had to give the, the child coin pig five bucks today because you can't leave things on the nightstand. If it's out, you put it away. And she's like, whatever. So I started looking for it and it's not where I think she would put it. I'm like, babe, like, I don't know where it is. And she's like, well, did you leave it in your jeans? I'm like, no. She's like, did you put it in your backpack? I'm like, I want to put it in my backpack. <laughs> like, that's stupid, but I'll look anyway. She's like, you want me to look for you? I'm like, no. So I stick my hand like right away deep into the front pocket of my backpack, and there's a coin in the rock. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. So I'm sorry, babe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jackie does the same thing, Jim. She puts stuff away. I might get it out and set it on the kitchen table or something because I'm going to use it or, you know, come back to it in a minute. And, I, and then I come back to it, and it's it's put away already. Yeah, you look 30 seconds later, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. So. Magic. It's the magic table, right, Jim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that was hilarious. Yep. Uh, uh, new drivers. We have Samantha Goff and Paul Martinez. Am I saying that right? Wait, uh, wait a minute. Did, Samantha did, Goff. Did Dave yes. get his joke in? Oh, no, you man. flew right past me. <laughs> well, come Just, <laughs> save us, Dave. Save us. Yeah. That's got... not the first time I've done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... We uh, smoked a big old prime rib while we were camping this weekend. It was really good. But, you know, you have an eight-pound roast and, and only four adults and two kids eating it, right? We had a lot to, to freeze. So we were out of pork chops, and so Jackie got some pork chops, and we, were gonna, we had a big uh, vacuum sealer party on Monday night to put all this stuff in the freezer. So it got me to thinking, you know, what happened when the butcher backed into his meat grinder? <laughs> he's asked Jack he, he got he's a little it. behind in his work uh, <laughs> yeah i like that he got a little behind in his work uh, that's awesome uh, next time i have carnitas i'll be thinking about that <laughs> good one dave sorry i skipped you again that's twice <laughs> is it twice is that all <laughs> yeah well well welcome samantha and paul 
right? Yeah. Yes. Glad yep. to have you guys. Yep. Excited to have no both of you guys here. Yeah. Some not so happy news. Uh, it's kind of even tough to talk about, but Austin Lovejoy uh, lost a baby yesterday. So if you guys see Austin out there today, just uh, keep that in mind. You never know what somebody's going through. So yep. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thoughts are with you, Austin. Yep. <clears throat> Bert- you know, I I don't want to dwell on that, but that yeah. it it is a very common thing. I think right. it's more common than many people know to miscarry. Yeah. I, I mean, the only reason I bring it up is mom had five miscarriages between Jim and I. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely very common. I mean, I don't want to, I know a couple other people that I'm not going to mention names that work here. Right. You know, that had the same thing happen. Yeah. And it, when you talk to them, they're like, you go to the doctor's office and they treat it like being at the dentist and having a tooth pulled. It just, right. it's done over, psh, off you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back to life is, is how it, how, because that is how, part of life. Right, right. right. But I mean, yeah. how how that field works right. with it. The health it's, field sees it each and every right. day. It's a medical problem. Right. But to the person, it's a spiritual and Absolutely. A soul yeah. issue. Absolutely, right? yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's heart-wrenching. Yeah. yeah, we've yeah, had, this sure. is the second one we've had in, I'm going to say, six months, and it's probably less than that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Austin, you're, you're in our thoughts. Absolutely. You know, if you need anything from us, please let us know. So, on a... Higher note, we got celebrations coming up, anniversaries. Mitch Brenner, two years today. Big Mitch. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Mitch. Yeah. Thanks. Way to go, Mitch. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for helping us out. You know, good old Mitch. He's been on days all this time, and right. two weeks ago he went to nights. Yep. Whether everybody knows it or not, he's doing some updates on, uh, gosh, I think we wound up having like 66 60, trailers yeah. or 64 trailers that need updated. And uh, we were having some problems with them, whether everybody knows it or not. But that's how in tune the shop is that we're doing an update. And Mitch was kind enough to to maximize production. He swung over to nights while all the trailers are here, and he's knocking out this update kit on on those sixty plus trailers that it is. So thanks, Mitch. You do a great job for us. We appreciate it. He's like a sniper on a mission. He is, you know, because yeah. the last he he was doing all the liner repairs, right? right? And now he's on this mission, yeah, yeah. and yeah. He is the biggest sniper I've ever seen. (laughs) He lays a mean bead. I envision most snipers as small little guys that can like sneak in somewhere. I didn't say ninja. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a nickname for Mitch. Ninja. Ninja. I don't think he's sneaking anywhere with those size 17 (laughs) feet. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I just gave him his one year shirt. (laughs) It's flying. Time flies at JFW. Oh, it does. Birthdays. John Dean's birthday was Monday, the 18th. What? Yep. Happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, John. Troy Holmes had a birthday Thursday, the 21st. So that's Wait a tomorrow. Wow, I misread that. Oh, right on. Tomorrow. <laughs> that is so funny. I told Troy I saw him yesterday and I said, happy anniversary. <laughs> ah, well, he just, he just had his anniversary. Like, I just gave him his anniversary shirt. Well, Troy, I apologize because I saw this in the notes and I thought it was your anniversary. That's the reason I said that. Obviously, happy birthday and congratulations on the one-year anniversary here a couple weeks ago. So, Wow, you read the notes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. David Gayton, uh, his birthday is Saturday the 23rd. Well, happy, happy birthday, bir- David. Yeah, happy birthday, John, Troy, and David. And then family, family's birthday celebrations... Uh, July 17th was Nina's birthday, and that is Fred Powell's significant other. And then on a happier note for Austin, 
719 yesterday was actually Isaiah's birthday, his five-year-old. Happy birthday, family members. And yep. then Johnny Beret's wife, she had a birthday today. She's having a birthday today. Yeah, so. having a birthday. Happy birthday, birthday Rhonda. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah, that is good stuff. So we're starting something new this week. It's called the Kids Corner. And uh, anybody in our fleet could do this. Absolutely. You know, if you have a child and you want to ask them questions and we'll put it on the podcast. Today, we're going to start with my daughter, Bella. And uh, I spent about five minutes with her yesterday just asking her some questions to get some kids' perspectives. So we're going to take a break and go to the Kids Corner and come on back. Perfect. Hey, I just want to ask and we we all didn't talk about it is there an age limit on the kids corner i mean can it be your your preteen 10 year old 18 year old i know i know we should 26 year old (laughs) (laughs) welcome to kids corner you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) i had a shave before i did my (laughs) i would say uh, for the podcast (laughs) yeah i don't think there i mean we i would say anywhere from five to 18, 15, 18? Yeah, yeah, something, something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. everybody listen to Bella, and and you'll get what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. everybody can give us some feedback. Yeah. yeah, and also think about the questions, not how old you are and are you excited about school, but think about the questions I asked Bella about leadership mm-hmm. and stuff like that and think about what it means to you. So Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back. Hi, Bella. Thank you for coming to the Kids Corner, which is part of the Channel 23 podcast. Yes. Yes. Uh, Some questions for you. You want to answer some questions for Daddy? Sure. So, Bella, tell us how old you are. Um, I am seven, almost eight years old. When's your birthday? August 20th. Are you excited? Yes, I'm really excited. I have a lot of people from my other family that's coming. Oh. My cousin Mila. Oh, that sounds great. And her mom. Okay. What's your favorite thing to do? Mm, I think I like to draw, um, play, and hang out with my mom and dad. That's cool, especially the hanging out with mom and dad. Are you excited about school to start back up? Yes, I really miss my friends. Yeah? Do you miss learning? Yes. Okay. I miss the whole school. What's your favorite subject? Um, math, art, gym. What does it mean to you to serve? Um, to like, um, to like do whatever someone asks you to do something, um, and you do it for them. Yeah. What about if they don't even ask you? Can you still serve if somebody doesn't ask? Yes. When you think of a leader, how would you describe them? Um, not lying. Um, being there for them. Um, not a devil. Okay, yeah, definitely not a devil. What does it mean to give your very best? Um, to do this hard thing, like give your, like, very best to possibility um, for someone who asks you or if you want to do something nice for them. What does it look like to respect other people? Um, 
I think it would be like listening to them. That's very respectful. Anything else? Not lying to them. That's very important. Anything else? I'm not being mean to them. Absolutely. Good answers, and honey. How would you describe honesty? Um, definitely not lying. Not making them so mad that they can't trust you anymore. What do you want to be when you grow up and why? Um, I really want to be a basketball player or gymnastics or ballet person or JFW person. Why would you want to be a JFW person? To be with my dad. Well, that's a really good reason. Any other reasons? Mm, to be with some of one of my close, some of the closest friends that I've had. Like who? Like JR. Um, it's kind of hard to remember all the names because I kind of know almost everybody. Spit a few out. Uh, JR. Jim, Brother Dave, Super Dave, um, Scoopy. Yeah. Very good. Those are some of the closest friends you've ever had? Yeah. Okay. I've known them for a long time. They're good people. Yeah. But Jim, I think, would be um, more closer because um, his wife, we like to do a lot of things. Who's his wife? Holly. Yeah. And we love to do a lot of things together. Hi, right, Bella. We got to go. But before we go, do you want to give anybody any shout-outs? Uh, the JFW company, um, my, my mom and dad's anniversary, anybody who has a birthday there. And I think that's it. All right, honey. Well, thanks for being a guest. You are my very favorite guest ever. Thanks. Say bye. Bye. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed like no time the at all. Magic of radio. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write down the time? <laughs> all right. <clears throat> shout outs. Franco wanted to give a shout out to the shop. He says, I recognize the great work the shop does, keeping the trucks in good work and order. Thanks for that. Yesterday, my truck was broken, and in the morning, it was ready to work and clean. He says, that is comfortable. Thanks, JFW family from Franco. Oh, very cool. Franco. Yeah, good free feedback, Franco. Yep. Appreciate that. And then Linda, she spoke to Kyle about his stockpiles yesterday and how we were doing. He said, you do a great job, and he's thankful to have you there. Great job, Rob. In, in regards to the powder trucks he really appreciates all you do for dispatch thank you from linda rob yeah and and kyle where's kyle at jim union union yeah yeah that's that's awesome you guys yep. great job everybody absolutely yep and then and then i also got a, another uh shout out for the wash bay it was from mike bortz i know i think he has said it a couple of times but he's just he's just so happy to drive a clean truck and i know all the guys you know, enjoy driving a clean truck. So shout out to the Wash Bay. You guys do an amazing job, and it's great, especially this time of year in the in the heat, to have that, that paint and those wheels and that trailer just to shine in it. It looks nice. Right? Yep. yep. It's, They're going the extra mile, and I have to take my hat off to them because they actually searched out 
this chemical we're using. We're using some new soaps, and they've applied a ceramic coating to the painted surfaces, um, you know, the, the cabs and tanks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They're using an aluminum, polished aluminum cleaner that is keeping the aluminum brighter and and it doesn't fade it out like acidizing does right and man you can see the difference i mean you just take a look at that truck and yeah um it it is really amazing yeah that wash bay has become a a a beast of its own in a good way yeah you know what i mean they have they're clicking they've they've come to their powerhouse it is yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know they've they've taken a hold of everything and just ran with it so it's been fantastic yep it's been better than it has in the last year no i'll take that out <laughs> no 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 better than it has been like ever i think that's my yeah. two cents really yeah yeah. Okay. yeah i think it yeah they've got a good well, that's saying a lot it's it the is, best yeah. it's ever been they're jiving or whatever yeah. the good description of it they got it down you yeah. know especially like dave said yeah finding the new soap and doing that kind of stuff and, right. and yeah, if i'm good. not mistaken they're cleaning more trucks Every they night are. than they ever they're, have. They're yeah. doing 10 to 14 a night. Really? That's just phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool is you got three generations in there right now. I was right? just going to mention. Isn't just that gonna, crazy? Yeah. They got yep. family working together. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. family's yeah. tough. Yep. They you know, say man. it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but also, so obviously family is Rich, Josh, and Lexi. But then we also have Joey Burnt and then Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. So that's your that's your wash right. crew, guys. Yeah. Right. Good so. good group. You know, and, I hadn't really put it together, but the the families we have here, I had just I'd never really thought about that. I mean, obviously the whites, right? You got the browns in the wash bay. Yep. You got the the Powell's, Powell's, Powell's absolutely the, the Powell's. Powell's which also includes Thomas Morgan. Thomas Morgan, right? right? You then you Shane have and Jesse. Dustin and Dustin. Yep. Right? Yeah. The Petersons. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I just hadn't really thought about that. And then that. rewinding back to the wash bay, Joey Burnt knows Josh Brown for many years. I mean, they yeah. worked together. Yeah. And then Mackenzie's friends with Lexi. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. went to high school together. Yeah. I mean, they probably all see each other outside of work. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And then Bella, she wants to work here to work with the dad. So let's yeah. get her signed Perfect. and her yeah. best friends. Yep. She could be the new culture yes. person. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Some of my best friends. Yep, I would love to have my best friend work here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get into the discussion, and I'm gonna kind of turn this over—not kind of turn it over, but I'm gonna turn it over to Dave and Jim because a lot of this is you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, last week. Uh, at our IPOC meeting, uh, yeah, I guess I'll... Oh. I got to back up. Back up. Sorry, Troy Hunt's got a shout out. Oh. Yeah, he always does this last minute. Sorry to derail you there. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're here for you, Troy. Just yep. you, though, buddy. <laughs> yep. yeah. Thanks for thinking of us. It's all about the cowboy. But actually, he was thinking about the shop because we were just talking Ooh. about the shop. So all right. We take shout that out Troy. to the JFW shop, specifically Leroy Luna. The expediency and ingenuity of our mechanics for any and all mechanical safety and aesthetic issues that our trucks have on a daily has to be the best. They represent the standard all caps that I have worked with. Yes, I love AC just as much as I love cheeseburgers. I'd love to hear more Yard 23 updates, and I love you too. Not only cheeseburgers, but cheeseburgers I win. Huh. <laughs> I think that one was a shot. Like, he's won yeah. some cheeseburgers from you. I don't think I've ever 
bought him one, but <laughs> I'd be happy to buy you one, Troy. I'm going to buy you uh, one of those veggie burgers, though. <laughs> Beyond the meat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Back to Brother Dave. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's all good. Got to take care of that good stuff, right? Business first. Yep. So just IPOC <clears throat> gossip. Uh, IPOC is the, the group we form, not we, meaning JFW, but uh, it's Industrial Property Owners Consortium. And uh, we have almost 100 businesses in it now. We had to rise up and fight Adams County for some things that were going on. And the the 100 businesses that amassed, I mean, just to name a few, you know, we're in there. Brandon is in there. Fiori Excavating, uh, Iron Woman, Shoko Fuel, Often Petroleum, Merit Trailers, Emco Trailers, Utility Trailers, United Equipment Funding, Martin Marietta, Aggregate Industries, Recycled Materials. I mean, these are just a couple off the top of my head that, that became members of IPOC to fight some of the things that we have going on in Adams County that is kind of going to rule and change the landscape of industrial business allowed to be done in Adams County. So we we uh we're finding ways to fight through that process we were able to beat most of the things they were trying to do that would have been pushed through last november and uh they've tabled a lot of the other discussions but through this process we've we've been interviewing and getting behind people and trying to make change in our in our landscape and getting people in office that that you know are pro business that can help us and are for small business as we are. So anyway, this week we were privileged to have Heidi Ganahl as a guest at our IPOC meeting last week. And for those of you that don't know, Heidi Ganahl uh, won the uh, Republican slot and she is going to run against our current governor, Jared Polis, who has been in there uh, his full term. Uh, well, not quite full term because we haven't voted yet. His full term would either renew or end, preferably the latter of the two there, uh, January 1st. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Heidi was just an amazing guest. Whether everyone knows it, she's currently a CU regent. Uh, she is the only Republican CU regent, to the best of my knowledge, that has been on the staff and uh, only Republican, I believe, I don't know if she stated that in any position at CU. I'm not real sure. Yeah. But what Heidi brings to the table with with her uh, ambition and knowledge, uh, just to give a little background on Heidi, uh, she started Camp Bow Wow back in the either late 90s or early 2000s. I know she had Camp Bow Wow. Uh, it's a doggy daycare, but she had that business through the down, I'll call it the downturn there, in 7, 8, 9, 10 whatnot, whatever time frame you want to call that. And uh, she started franchising it, built it up and built it up, went nationwide, uh, was in multiple, multiple states. And she brought up one of the things that is empowering her. She's passionate about this position is because when she started a franchise in New Jersey, she said it was basically one of the worst experiences she had ever had. And she said all these other states, you know, they wanted our business. They they wanted us there. And she showed up in New Jersey, and they said, well, you need this. So she'd go do that. And she said two weeks later, somebody would show up at the office and say, well, you need this permit. And she'd be like, well, I didn't need that two weeks ago. Well, it's changed. You need this now. And, you know, two weeks go by, and you need this now. And, you know, obviously it was probably a little longer time frame than that, but that was how she tells the story, right? And she said it was just a mess. And she said, what has government done for me? Nothing. 
You know, it, it does nothing but impose more rules, more regulations, more burdens. What happened to free enterprise? And that's what she was born and raised in Colorado. Her her dad was a, a police officer in Cat yep. Larkspur. I believe it was Larkspur. Oh, well, I just listened to it, Dave, and I know, I know he volunteered for the monument, something or another, too, in another right. capacity as a police right. officer or so in, anyway, in law enforcement, and then her mom was a, a county clerk. Absolutely. So. so she comes from this background of we believe in hard work and we believe in having fun and we believe in being proud of what we do, and she wants to bring that back to the state. She said, I grew up in the Wild West. I love the Wild West. And Colorado is no longer the Wild West. You know, we're, we're, we're you know, so challenged by all these things we're facing. And one of the biggest things that, that you know, she earned my vote in, uh, Polis has introduced over 500 bills that day one, if she's elected and takes office, she's going to strike day one 300 of the 500 bills that he's introduced because she goes, they absolutely hurt Colorado. Yeah, can none I, of them are good for Colorado. Yeah, just to just to clarify, Dave, not not to interrupt you. So I know Dave said bills, you guys. He signed five hundred executive orders. That means he walks in, he signs it, and you're that's it. It's law. <laughs> it's not like he voted on it. He not like he asked about it. He didn't do any of that, you guys. And then and then the other fact Dave here's talking about is he created over three hundred more boards and commissions. And he has hired over 4,000 employees in the governments. He's increased Colorado's government by 25%. And just to ask you guys, when you go do anything government-wise, do you guys get helped quicker nowadays? Or no? No, it's right? worse. Right? But Colorado has 25% more employees or yeah, employees and and four thousand total. So sorry, Dave. I just wanted no, to, no, that's, you know, because that was one of the questions I asked Heidi, and, and absolutely, you know, she corrected me on that. Yeah, yeah. She wants to revamp the state with good common sense values, and there, I believe we share her core values. She shares ours, and she's pro business because of the businesses she's had. Uh, she's married to a gentleman that has his own barbecue business here in Colorado. GQ. Uh, GQ barbecue. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Award winning. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I guess you know what what she brings to the table. If she can get in there and and help us with this, you know, hopefully she can bring our state back. I've I've made the comment. I don't know how many times in the last year or two here. This is not the Colorado I grew up in. You know, I'm I'm going to be 53 years old, and and the the Colorado I grew up in looked nowhere like this. The homelessness. The all the problems we have and the issues and you know we need to be a little tougher on people the homeless we need to be a little tougher on and we've become such a touchy-feely society that you know back in the 50s and 60s and this sounds cold it, it truly sounds cruel but we had a lot of a lot of housing for people that had some mental problems if you go back and look at our homelessness 95% of the homeless have a drug have some type of addiction. I don't want to say drugs, but some type of addiction. It's usually either drug or alcohol. The other 5% have mental illness. We used to have facilities for those needs. Now we don't have them anymore because they were too harsh or they were they were too mean or, you know, people didn't think they were required and it, it we 
it sounds cold for me to say it, but we've gotten very soft as a society, and it's it's tough to do the right thing, still take care of people, still be kind, but make us a better world, right? You right. know, I mean, it's it's a tough place for that. Uh, so I guess you know some of the things we wanted to mention is. Uh, if anybody is willing to donate, number one, to Heidi's, Heidi's cause to get elected, you can just hop on her website, Heidi Ganahl for governor. 20 bucks would help. Here's some of the things she's up against because of rules that have been passed uh, last year and the year before. The most she can collect from any one person is $1,250. That's the most she can collect from any one person. She's only got... I don't know, what'd she say, a million, million and a half in yeah. her campaign right now? Yeah, something like that. So Polis, on his first campaign, because he's practically a billionaire, spent $24 million of his own money. You can spend as much of your own money as you want. There's no rule against that, right? So he spent $24 million of his own money on his campaign to get elected the first time. He's going to spend and is committed $70 million to get elected this time because his goal is to shoot for president. If he gets elected this time for governor of Colorado, his next step is to run for president of the United States. Well, I guess what scares me about that is I see what Colorado has become. I sure don't want to see our country like that. Yeah, we need somebody who's not just going to lay down. Right. You know, like, not everything has to go. When I mean, like, we could we, we could do things for the homeless people without just letting them t- take over. We could, you know have immigration laws that allow people to better their lives but not just walk into the country right you know Absolutely. stuff like that yeah you get yeah you guys are spot on that's what <clears throat> when she taught you know we're not yeah we're promoting heidi Ganell. she she's our next governor okay yes. that's i'm gonna from positivity we, absolutely we we listened to our our next governor last week um but when you go through the things that polis and and that side of the government has done you know, we need to make some changes. And, and Dave just talked about the homeless and like mental illness and stuff like that and how soft we, we've become. And part of that, though, you guys, is what I'll give you some figures here is we need to be soft in certain areas, okay, like with mental health, like with the homeless, okay? But here's what, here's what she told us. And this is for everybody out there that's, that's got kids, you know, Austin, I, I know you just you lost a, a baby here, but you're planning to raise a family. So just so you guys know, in the state of Colorado, 60% of our kids cannot read, write, or do math at their grade level. 60%. 60%. So you, you think about half our kids, over half our kids can't read, can't write, and can't do math at their grade level. And she is for any education. It doesn't matter whether it's homeschooling, whether you take them to public school. She wants to bring back any kind of schooling, pro-schooling, and stuff like that. Polis, we've we've done nothing. He's special interest groups, nothing. There, there's nothing changes. Wait a minute. He increased government. Yeah, he increased government. That's only to, on special interest groups. Yeah. Did that help her kids? Nope. Didn't didn't do a thing for it. Okay. You know. Um, just so you know, when you talk about the homeless stuff and you talk about uh, could have addictions and things like that, so these is our these are our kids, you guys. This is where Colorado is at. Our kids in Colorado, we have the second highest drug addiction rate in the country. We're not the we're not like the greatest state. We have the second highest drug addiction 
for our kids in the United States, in the country. When, when she told me that, I mean, my, my stomach, I got sick. I mean, that's addiction for kids. Right. What? We have to do something about it. You know, here's the other thing. Our kids are, uh, I think I put second, but I believe it's sixth, so I apologize. But it doesn't matter. Second or sixth at this point have the highest suicide rate in the country. Our kids, and I'm pretty sure it's the sixth, highest suicide rate in the country. Out of all the states, you guys, we have one of the highest rates of our kids killing themselves. I'm tired of being the top of the scale because we're 47th worst roads. Right? Right? That's, that's, what has our government done for us? You know, that, that's a plus. Here, here's another one. And she said this also leads to, to our, our crime rate and all that kind of stuff. But we have the second highest overdoses in the country with fentanyl. It, it's, we're, we're, a, we're a hub for fentanyl, Colorado is. And it's, she wants to step in and do something about it. And we need to get behind somebody that wants to dig in. She wants to lessen government. She wants to go back and, and uh, undo a lot of the special interest bills that were signed. And be hard on crime. Be hard on crime. She's talked to, she wants to, she says right there, she wants to fire the parole board because she has to, we have to be tough on these other things to help in other areas. You know, one of the things she brought up, and I, I didn't look up how many states, maybe somebody can do it for, for just for an interesting fact. She wants to do away with state income tax. She wants to do away at least with half or not all uh, gas tax. And, and a lot of people in the room, you know, a lot of the gas tax goes for our roads in Colorado. And we all kind of freaked out like, oh, if you're going to get rid of the gas tax, what do we do for money to repair our roads? And she stated that there is so much, so much money being used for other things. There is plenty of money if it gets put back into our our uh, roads and our infrastructure and our bridges and things like that. The Don't a lot of those taxes get siphoned off before the end result anyway, though? I've, oh, Dave, I've heard our, that. Exactly. Our dad, Jim Sr., has fought for the, the road tax to actually be used for the roads as, as long yeah, as Jim and I can remember. Yeah, it's been... It, it always right, gets swiped right. and put in a general yep. fund and used for other things. Exactly. But all that money is collected for the roads and never and, used. Yeah, that's BS. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff and you guys are like, oh, why are, you, why are you on this subject? And, you know, you hear us talk around here that we want to be better and, and we want to do it together. The only way we're going to make Colorado better and our home better together is together. And, and we have to do that. We have to make a stand, and your vote will count. And you guys all see, I mean, like Dave asked it earlier, what one thing has government done well for you? I mean, when you ask that question, that was her question. All, what has government done for you? And, and most of us can't think of anything. It's not like it's... I can think of one thing. What's that, Dave? <laughs> And I'm not a Trumpster by any means, right? But I, I do lean towards Republican ideals. But for years during Obama's administration, I was paying taxes every year. And when Trump came into office, I've been getting refunds every year. And I don't know, he did change a lot of the infrastructure as far as creating a, a one giant uh, deduction rather than having to claim all the individual deductions and things like this. But he restructured those tax laws to where 
I am getting a refund every year, and I like that. Yep. Yep. Not yep. anymore, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so also one other thing I, I want to spit out here that w- that's a big deal for all of us is there's actually a a bill out there. It's called 179B, and every governor before Polis has signed it, and the bill is in front of him, and he's about to sign it. It's going to make our air quality go from serious to severe. So we will be just like California. If he does that, that means we have to buy, and I believe it's it's federally mandated is the reason we have to yeah. buy it, right? Right. We have to buy special gas for here in Colorado. It's going to cost more to make it. Cause 51 it's, cents a yeah. gallon. Yeah. Yep. Just an FYI, Suncor will have to revamp their plant. Yep. It's going to cost about $10 million to do that, and then they'll start producing the more expensive gas. So we were just talking about it this morning that gas is actually going down finally after yeah. six months six here, months. seven months of, of horrific prices, just in time for him not to sign this and not approve it. And like Jim says, every governor prior to him has done that. Well, this is him pushing the electric his electric agenda yeah. is what he's after. Yeah, his green so, initiative. Uh-huh. Right? As, as soon as he cannot sign this and just push it off, the faster that goes in. and, and Yeah, he, he's rejoicing for these high prices. Yes. Because it pushes yeah. his agenda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And his agenda is just to be president, not take care of Colorado, not do anything like that. His agenda is to be the president of the United States. So we have to keep that in mind, too. And something else that in talking to different people, and, and we, we all know it, is that our brown cloud or our air quality doesn't really have a lot to do with the emissions and the pollution in the cars. No, it's geography. Exactly. It's yeah. where we're located. Yep. We catch everybody's pollution, and it up, gets stopped here at the foothills. Up against the mountains. Up against and the mountains. And that's the reason. Our altitude creates an air inversion. Exactly. Because we're a mile high. Exactly, yep. Dave. So that's the reason the other governors have not signed that because they understand the problem and Polis doesn't care. He doesn't care about you as as his people, as as a state. So you guys, we, you know, and, and if you don't agree with me it, or us, at least do your math or your, not your math, but investigate research. into it. Do your research. Find out. Read about the subjects. Read about your people. Read about what the interests are, you know, because... We're we're not a better state, not with all this other stuff, and and, and me personally or us personally, we're we're tired of it. I, I want I, I want my kids to be able to read and write. Oh man, I don't want to be second in the nation in, in fentanyl. You know, it, it's and this isn't Denver. This is statewide. This is a state the, yeah, issue. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, just for example, you guys. So Heidi asked him because Heidi comes from rural Colorado, basically. Absolutely, a native. Um, she's a native of Colorado. Yeah, native of Colorado. So she's she's going to all of rural Colorado and doing the old school thing on her on put on her running shoes, and she's visiting different counties and stuff. She asked Polis if he would do a debate in any ru- rural area in Colorado. This anywhere. is anywhere, any rural area in Colorado. This is his state. And he refused. He'll still do deep. Uh, I can't debate. Thank you. <laughs> debate, right? But only in Denver. Only in Denver. Only in Denver. Because his people are here. <laughs> his Democrat his, voter, his voters. Yep. He's worried people will throw tomatoes at him. He goes out to rural Colorado. <clears throat> some There's of a the, lot of gun-toting Republicans in right? rural Colorado. Right. <laughs> some, of, some of the Dems here, though, they got a, 
they got to they got to be thinking about what's going on well, in the state too. I, I, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Heidi mentioned that. He, she, they were, I think, the next night. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dave. She was doing. She's converted so many Democrats. Oh, it, that's right. It was Dems for Heidi Knight. Yes. Really. Yes. yes. So, wow. and she said we would. She would take anybody. Doesn't matter to her. She's. I know she's Republican, but it's still independents, Democrats, Republicans. It doesn't matter. She wants the best thing for Colorado at this point. Right. Which that's what we have to we have to look at is what is the best for Colorado and the country. I I want to bring that up, Jim. This isn't a D or an R thing. No. This this isn't a Democrat Republican debate. It's what's best for Colorado. This guy isn't what's best for Colorado, and I hope. Anyone, whether there's a D or an R behind your name, I hope anyone is seeing that. Right. So Yeah, I bring it up just because of the division between the parties for so long, you know, especially the Trump administration definitely there was a big division. A big divide. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so now to to undivide people and for people to open their eyes and not be so stuck on well, what's behind the candidate's name. Right. You know, let's let's open our eyes and vote for what's best for Colorado. And right. Then, then let's vote for what's best for this country. Yep. Yeah. I, I want to kind of touch on that, back to that gas tax a little bit. And you guys are talking about, you know, our air, our emissions and whatnot causing the brown cloud. And I just, you know, so many people don't realize pollution has no borders. No, no We've borders. said that time and time and time again, right? You go hang out in San Diego and you look across the border they're into Chihuahua, right? That's Chihuahua, or is that Tijuana? Tijuana, Tijuana thank you. And uh, you see their power plant right there, you know. And we all have power plants. I'm just saying, I'm sure what they're emitting isn't what California allows, <laughs> but it's coming right over. And that's not. It, I'm not. It doesn't, just, it doesn't get stopped, Dave. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm not to say I, I that's thought, because it's I Mexico. Trump's I'm just wall saying. stopped. <laughs> oh yeah, Trump's wall stops pollution too, right? <laughs> Sorry, because yeah. that's important. I, it, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't that think about funny. that globally of what pollution. Right. Pollution just doesn't stay in your spot, right? And here's a wow factor: is what I'm trying to bring up, Jim. What I'm, what I'm, I wanted to start with that, you know, because <clears throat> if there's a wildfire in California and the wind's blowing this way, oh, it comes right over our mountains and sits there, you right? Bet. We have I have to think back because of that. 1980. May, I just looked it up. May of, let me grab the date here. Oh my gosh, I lost it. Uh, May 18th, 1980, Mount St. Helens erupted. For those of you that were alive back then. We had ash on our cars here in Colorado. Don't tell me, and I'm just using the word pollution, ash was from a volcano erupting, right? We had ash here in Colorado from Mount St. Helens in Washington. I mean, holy cow, how far away is that? Is that 1,000 miles, right? And we have ash landing on our vehicles. We can have pollution from anywhere. The world is spinning, air is moving, you know, all of that. So, yeah, I mean, we just, you have to realize because of our geographic location, the build of the mountains and how they are, anything that comes over sits there. It's a pocket. It's just a big pocket for, for things to sit in. So, yeah, anyway. So, so, Polis, do the right thing. Yeah. Don't, don't sign that. It's yeah. not really our air. Yeah. You know, and in 1980. Actually, I, sign I, it. He well, needs to sign it. Well, no, if I, I think if he signs it, I wanted to clarify that. I think if he signs it, it takes it to severe. And, oh. and maybe I have that backwards. But e- either way, it's a bill that nobody else oh, yes. yeah, yeah, signed, yeah. you yeah. know, that, that deal. But I, I was going to mention to you, Dave, I, I think in 1980, I was a sophomore in high school. I bet the percentage who could read, write, and do math was a lot higher than 
60%. I bet it was too, Jim. So, and Could almost guarantee it. We, we need to get back to that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, huh. so yeah, I mean, I, we were, we all talked a little bit about the podcast and, and what we try to do on the podcast and stuff. And, and again, I got to bring up about being better and wanting a better state to live in. And, and we're just trying to, you guys got a little bit of time to listen to us and, and stuff like that. And, and, uh, to, for us to give you some information that doesn't, doesn't get out to you because the media will not tell you this stuff. And that was one of her big points is the media is not going to tell you this stuff because it's not, it's not fancy. It's not news and it's not, it's not sensational. Well, and I I mean, she brought up one of the biggest points, Jim, she has went to the news to beg them to do a piece on him signing this and what it will do to Colorado, what it will create for the gas tax, and that every governor prior to him signed the piece that we need signed that says, hey, we are not a polluting state. This is due to our geographic location, right? Every governor prior to this guy has done that. He won't. She's tried to get the news involved, and the news just walks away they won't have a thing to do with it and basically her point is they're liberal or he's paid them yeah could 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 be yeah because she because she asked jam the the question is if if the news put out there that everybody in colorado your gas is about to go up 51 more cents a gallon would you be for it or against it obviously against it and she goes (laughs) that's what nobody wants to be he doesn't want anybody to hear that Right, yeah, you know, that's and that—that's just God. <clears throat> wake, wake up, people! <laughs> right, you know we have to we have to get in the trenches. You know, I, I don't know if if uh, uh, you know I said it earlier. Please ask what is one good thing the government has done for you, except make you dependent on them. Right, you guys, we're we're dependent on them, and and that's what she's after of of you know getting back to our roots. Uh, opening back up oil and gas. And, and that was a big thing she said about oil and gas here in Colorado. We have one of the states with the most restrictions on it, and we produce the cleanest oil and gas. So clean, we can't even use it here, I think? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Right? Yeah, all of that, the oil and, and yeah, just just our restrictions on how we refine it and collect it and make it and pull it out of the ground right. is the is the cleanest mm-hmm. yep yeah yeah you want to go back to our roots you know i'm a history dude um our founding fathers didn't want us uh, like they wanted government obviously but they they really were leaning against a strong or large centralized government they wanted the states to run themselves right and uh what actually got them to vote for a centralized government was so they could raise an army and fight the British because we knew we couldn't do it without a central government to gather the army to fight the British. But our forefathers wanted the states to take care of their own business. They didn't want a large centralized government, but we got one now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I guess as part of this discussion, I was been watching a documentary on Netflix on Pearl Harbor and World War II with Japan and Pearl Harbor, that was all over just oil. And I never knew that. 
And yeah, that was interesting when you were telling us that yesterday. Basically, we cut Japan off, and they were in negotiations, and they figured any way to secure any kind of oil was to take out the United States or to attack us, go to war. And, you know, if you, if you think of the position we're in now, it's back over oil and stuff, and we're more dependent on other countries than ourselves for our oil. Isn't that yeah. something? But yet we're the largest oil producer in the world. Yeah. That our own country has choked uh-huh. to beyond belief, right? And we can't produce our own. Yeah. And then we just give it away to South Asia and Europe anyway. Right. Our emergency stores. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. 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 Cra- crazy stuff. So, so in a nutshell, everyone, we're just acti- asking for everyone to be involved, to be aware. These are things... We've become passionate about that, you know, probably our heads, we use the description, our heads have been down chopping wood, right? Because that's what we do. We come in and we work every day. We're grinders. This is kind of an avenue to spread the word, to get people to talk about it. Talk about these issues with your families. Talk about these issues with your friends. Talk about these issues with people you don't know. And spread the word and get the information out there because change needs to happen. We need to awake the bear, you know, you've heard that saying, uh-oh, don't, don't poke the bear. We need to poke the bear. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, let's the, poke the bear. The, yeah. The, I, I grew up thinking the United States was the greatest country in the world. And man, I'm struggling with that now. I am struggling. I, I, I want to believe that. I want to say that. But my body and my mind sure doesn't feel that way. And I, I guess these are the changes we need to see. We need to, you know, we need to get back to those basics we need to get back to taking care of our kids. Yep. We need to get back to being self-sufficient. We need to get back to supporting our needs and our families and, and our issues. And when I say that, I mean our countries, not not JFWs, our countries. Yeah, I don't think the younger generations even understand what it right. meant to us growing up. We're, we're, we live in the greatest country in the world. Right. You know, I think that generations now, they don't even know what that means. Right. I I totally agree, Jam. So this is just to to get the information out there. You know, people talk about it. Like I say, talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your neighbors. Just talk to people about it. Talk to somebody on the CB about it. Whether you believe in it or not, you know, look it up. Look up the information. Our our goal isn't to sit here and spoo incorrect information. These are facts that that we've accumulated and came up with and, and discovered and whatnot. So, yeah, everybody take this information and run with it. These are these are your chances to make change. One thing you guys uh, skipped over that first point on Heidi, uh, she had something really to say about going to work. Yeah, she she did, and she got that from her family. I'll, I'll let Dave. I'll let you let you read it. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. One of the things she talked about, and this was this was at, on her campaign trail. You know, and you know, Jim used the term she used. She's putting on her running shoes and she's running around the state to try and amass votes. But something the way she grew up, she was taught to work. She raised, she was raised, she worked. I forget. She, oh, her first job was at Dairy Queen, right <laughs> nice. when she was in high school. Sure. You know, I mean, I remember that. Jim and I had friends in this in in summertime. Our Dairy Queen was only open in the summertime. It wasn't even open in the winter. Oh wow! Where we grew up, right? I mean, we just grew up right here off Eighty Fourth and Zunai. Dairy yeah. Queen's Same open. Ours. Dairy yeah. Queen was closed in the winter, yes, man. It you was. Who yep. ate ice cream in the winter, right? That was I probably mean, big news. Like, hey, Dairy Queen open this week. You oh know? Yeah. dude, it, ours had lines out across the parking lot. Absolutely, you know? it was a, there was no indoors. You only got it from the window. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. What, that's exactly. how ours was yeah. originally. Yeah. yeah, indoor Dairy Queen. What you <laughs> yeah. moving on up? 
yeah, I mean, we, it was such a cool thing as kids. We used to ride in the back of the pickup truck. It was a, it was a standard cab. Well, there wasn't room for four people in the standard cab. I did too, but cab. it was a station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd ride down to the local Dairy Queen and, and get our, you know, nightly, not nightly, but, you know, maybe once a week if we we're lucky, a Saturday night treat or something like yeah, that. I thought that was really the coolest thing those. in the world. And you know? it was summer. You know right? what I mean? Oh, yeah. that was summer. Yeah. That's what defines summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, Dave. Dave tells that story about the Dairy Queen and the girl. We knew the girl's family yeah. that owned it. And yeah. she was cute, not only on top of that, but then her family owned a Dairy Queen. How could you go wrong <laughs> right? with that? God, whoever married her was a lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she, she learned then, you know, to work hard and enjoy your job. You can have fun. And that was one of her things. She said that they're doing it a lot of her campaigns. She's like, we start with the wave. You know, there's so many people in the room. She has them do the wave just to get some enthusiasm and make people smile and have fun. You know, if you've ever been part of a wave at a football game or a soccer or baseball game, that's a riot. It is. I mean, it is just so fun. You so, watch all the way around the stadium and wait for yeah. it to come. And then when it comes to you, you're yeah, ready. And right. Boom, she you stand should, up and let her go. She should start with dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she has some mom jokes. So, Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's how she was raised is to work hard, be proud of your job, be proud of what you do. Doesn't matter what you do, you know, it's just what it is. And you know, if if one of her things was if you're burdened with money and it's just all about the money at the job, that is a personal spot you're in. You know what I mean? You have to make the change personally to get get out of that spot. And she sure didn't dwell on that much, but you know, if 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 you can't You've already dug that hole. Right. You know what I mean? you got to try and work out of it. One of the things to work out of it is start to enjoy. There's more to your day than every single little dollar you make. If that's your whole concern, you're, you're in a wrong place. You know yeah. what I mean? You're in a wrong position in your life, and hopefully you can work through that. Hopefully you can make some changes you know, get, and get out of that place in your life. So that's, those are errors that have happened, and you got to kind of work through. I don't think anything can change that other than getting through that spot so yeah that one line dave was learn to appreciate a hard day's work and be proud not upset right yep, yep. You know. right yep. there's so much i love that right i loved all the facts but when when you sent that to me i was like this is great that's like a final thought like <laughs> right. so powerful yeah right? so simple yeah. but powerful yeah. i mean because you, you like a lot of stuff we talk about if you're just not upset about that hard day's work, how pleasant does it make your day? Right. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. You could two guys could have the same exact day. One guy is proud and happy and the other guy Absolutely. You know, this sucked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, it's it's like right now. It's hot out, you guys. Yeah. You know, it's hot for everyone. The heat's but, killing us. Right? The heat's <laughs> killing us. We're all in the same boat, but it depends if you put on your your happy face and go, "Man, I'm so hot and sweaty and Cause it's summer. Yep, fall's you know? coming. Yep, or you yeah, know, I'm hot, you sweaty, what, and right around the corner. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're I'm, almost to the end of July. We've got August, and I believe it was last year we had snow on September 14th or something oh, like that. Dave, not the S word. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I'm just telling you. <laughs> he just in, said September. Enjoy oh, it right. while you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy these warm summer days. Enjoy yeah. the warm summer nights. Yeah. Yeah, I really like what she said. No matter what your job is, you know, give it your all. Yeah. Do it do it 100% of your capability. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're giving 100%, I bet you would enjoy your job a lot more than if you gave 50%. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Because you're proud. Yeah. You know, you, you, Jim, go, 
You go home with a sense of accomplishment. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's what human beings are built for. Right. Right? I mean, you want to be Feels proud like of... It. <laughs> yeah, you want to be proud of something. You want to know you gave it your all that day and yeah. you had a good day, right? I mean, Dad taught us... He didn't care what we did. He said, if, if you guys want to go shovel manure all day long, just be the best manure shoveler there is. He didn't say manure. He had another word for it. But <laughs> yeah. Trying to be PC here. So, yeah, yeah right. but through, through all of our careers here when we see people we do notice the people that work so hard to get out of work right oh god yeah <laughs> that it's exhausting yeah. we're like oh my god if you could just turn that coin and work that hard at getting at working right yeah. instead of trying to get out you know with the the stories we hear the the fibs we hear you right. know and this excuse and that excuse you and, guys heard the expression you know work smarter not harder yeah have you ever heard if you were smarter you would work harder <laughs> i like right? that right no i haven't heard that jim <laughs> you know, that's one of those yeah. things that's just that's the raw truth right you know and it, it's hard to accept yep. yeah Yep. Jim, I'm not kicking you out, but I know you have a tea time today and I don't want you to miss it. So do you have some final thoughts before you go? Yeah, the tea time. I hope Jim, dad invited me to play with his group. He had a, one of the guys, I think there's eight of them that play, but just to throw that out there. They're all above 80 years old. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> and it's, so you the, may stand a chance. I yeah, st- that's it. That's, a, that's the reason I'm going. I, I might beat some old man. That's what I'm, I'm just trying to spit out here. Because the golf course, they, they usually play at the Broadlands, and the golf staff there are like, you know you guys really shouldn't be playing. You're all in your 80s, you know? Wow. Don't. Don't like pass out or. or yeah, it's ex- going to be 100 degrees today. <laughs> Hydrate, would you? They have instead of the beer cart following them, it's the medical. <laughs> right? right? We don't want you expiring on our courses. Yeah. Kind of the warning. So Gatorade yeah. IVs and shit. machine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But man, they. At 80 years, at 80 plus, I think dad's like the second oldest or something. And he's 84, Dave? Right? 83, I think. 83. But the oldest, I believe, is 89, 88. And. Just they're as competitive and passionate, and and all of them are businessmen. Huh. Spent their lives just working their ass off. You know, they all have a a legacy. When we talk about it, CPAs, car dealership owners, you know, things like that. Proud proud men and 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 women. Their wives are fantastic too. Awesome. Good good people. So I, I am excited to go. So nice. yeah, can't wait to hear the stories. Tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's going to be. There's, <laughs> there's always some good. Last time I, I I played with the group, I. I didn't see the one gentleman walk off and look for his ball, and I went ahead and hit. And I said four, but he's hard hearing and can't see so or hear, so I almost hit him with the ball. So anyway, yeah, there, there'll be some. But scores. he's hard of seeing too, so he didn't even see. <laughs> no, so no, it was all good. And you know how that ball, Dave? You've played enough that the makes a noise. You know, you hear it or oh or yeah, stuff. sure. He didn't hear any of that. So you're right, Dave. He didn't know the ball was close. I was like, phew, glad I didn't hit him. Uh, well, do you, do you have some final thoughts? I, I do, I do. So. Just there's final thoughts. I just ran across it, you guys. There's 15 things here. Um, I just want to read a couple of them here. Think before you speak. Words can carry a lot of weight. We all know that. We talk yes. about that. How true. Um, the second one, embrace change. Man, it is hard to change, you guys. We we talked to one of the guys yesterday, and he said he's set in his ways. Yep. And, he, and he can change. He can do better. So... It, it helps us grow. Um, the other thing here, too, be grateful. Uh, you know, 
and Dave, you read a lot about that, about being grateful. A lot of your high road Hollands. It's yep. in, 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 in gratitude journals, people become more optimistic when they're, when they have gratitude, which is yep. amazing. Um, and then I'll, I'll just do four here. Do the right thing. As an adult, you should definitely know the difference between right and wrong. And absolutely. There's a, you know, I get, I was thinking of Bella when I read this one mm-hmm. is when you ask her the questions on the kids corner jam about to be eight years old, right? Yeah. She realized the difference between right and wrong, the oh, questions yeah. and how to serve and how to do stuff. And I, I hope you guys enjoy her, her little piece. Cause it's really cute. <laughs> but as adults, we should realize the same thing. So I, I would ask, you know, maybe it's part of the government piece here. Let's do the, we know what's right and wrong. Absolutely. Let's make a stand. Let's make a stand in your lives and also in business. So you guys enjoy. Hope you enjoy listening to the podcast and we didn't get too political for you guys. How's that? <laughs> our, to, our expressed opinions. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll have to ask my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely have to ask her. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, we'll Jim. See Thank you, you Jim. Have you. a great day out there. Yeah. yeah. Have fun. Kick some butt. Maybe. <laughs> you, you coming back here or you? Coming back. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see you in a little bit then. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. Oops, so otherwise I'm going to need a ride. <laughs> I got you. Going to have to Uber. <laughs> <laughs> we got you covered. Awesome. I know you do. I got people here I can count on. I know yep. it. All right, moving on uh, to some other discussion items. Guys, please don't wait till the end girls, right? Please don't wait till the end of the day to ask for your Axon tickets. Ask for them early in the day, please. So what that means is, you know, if dispatcher didn't send you a ticket <clears throat> and you wait till the end of the day, when we got 10 people at the end of the day asking for their Axon tickets, it takes away from dispatch trying to set up for the next day. And it, it really, there's a lot of work and thought that gets put into the dispatch for the next day. So when they got to take a break every 10 seconds to send you a ticket, it's disruptive. So if you can remember, if you don't have a ticket and they didn't send, to you, send it to you, ask for it right away. Absolutely. It'll just be helpful instead of, you know, 20 tickets need to be sent out. Uh, another item is fueling a choco and then going back up to fry. If you're at the West Yard and you're dispatched to fry and you go to choco first, it kind of defeats the purpose of us dispatching you up to fry. If you're out of the West Yard and you're going to fry, go straight there, head to choco on your way past it. Unless you're not going there, then that makes sense. But you probably should have got fuel the night before. So please be a little bit, a little bit more efficient there. Uh, JR has asked to remind everybody to stay engaged in reading all of your bamboos, dispatches, Simsara alerts, etc. Bamboos have been sent with directions and info to new pits and plants, and drivers were still asking about it the next day, which was this past Saturday. I think we were going to Distal. Linda put out a bamboo with the directions and did the research, and then everyone was just calling in on right. the radio trying to get that. So obviously you didn't read the bamboo. So very important to read. Uh, another piece JR sent out last week was about logging into Samsara <clears throat> and still not having drivers logging in to mark their harsh following or too close events. Also, a bamboo was sent about not parking in front of the shops, blocking the bays in the morning, and in the afternoon, drivers are still doing it. So just make sure you're paying attention, guys. So as far as the Samsara thing goes, when you get your – we're trying to make it easy to review events with you. You know, we could pull you in at the end of the day and go to the 
training center and watch your videos on TV together. But it's very efficient for us to send it to you, for you to watch it, see what you did wrong, and then mark it reviewed so we know that you watched it. And then obviously not blocking the pumps at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, the, the pumps are a big thing. I mean, we're trying to shove 71 trucks through here every day, you know, splitting them up between fueling morning and night. Please focus on that. Pull up, get your fuel, move out of the fuel island. I know it's it's habit to want to check your oil and fill your washer fluid and top off the antifreeze or whatnot, all that stuff. But please do that at your parking spot. I mean, we are trying to struggle to get trucks off the street out front, you know, blocking the neighborhood driveways and, yeah. you know, just, just all of that. So, yeah, please... Please be aware of that. Please be conscientious and, and take care of your, your fellow driver that, you know, is sitting out on the street waiting to get in the driveway and trying to get fuel, and you could be in the restroom or something like that. So, Yeah, I find it interesting because even yesterday, good driver. I'm, I'm not complaining about this driver. He came to me, asked me if we had a couple extra shirts. So I'm like, yeah, let me go grab him. And I, I go grab him. I come down, and I, I want to talk to him about how his career is going, you know, because there was – some adjustments we needed to make to make him more efficient so he could earn more money yeah. so he could, yeah. you know, just all that, right? And he was so anxious to get back out because he was parked in the fuel aisle. Oh, no. <laughs> right? So, yeah, and again, I'm not taking a shot at the driver, but you're trying to be efficient and save time so you don't have to do talk to me at the end of the day and get your shirts. But if a guy's waiting out in the fuel aisle for the extra minute, you're not allowing him to be efficient. So stay with your truck. Stay at the pump, don't wash your mats, don't do any of that stuff, get parked, and then you could do all, all that extra stuff. Totally. Cool. You guys have anything else before we get into safety topics? And I think that was about it. There's so much valuable information in those bamboo emails that we send out. And, yep. you know, I've ran into that a time or two before where, you know, I, I've shared an email with someone and, a week goes by and they're contacting me going, you know, hey, I didn't hear back from you or whatever. And I'm like, whoa, I, I sent you an email, you know, and maybe I, I live in email world because I have to because of business. So I'm focused on those things. And, and you know, maybe other people are blessed and they just don't have to. So, right. yeah, be, yeah. be aware, be, be engaged like JR saying and yep. let's go from there. Yep. My favorite form of communication is email. Yeah. You know, it's just easiest. It's easiest to respond to. Yep. Text text messages right there as well. You know, I was talking to, to a guy yesterday about I got to write a food journal for the next three days. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you want me to email it to you? And he prefers that text message. So Interesting. Yeah. I, I love text as much as email jam. Where I struggle with that is my phone's on 24-7. And I get a text at... 11 o'clock at night, it wakes me up. I mean, I, right. I, it, there's emergencies. We're 24-7. If we have a problem here at the shop or the office or out on the road delivering coors or something like that, I mean, my phone's on. I don't right. have the luxury of just walking away from it and silencing it and being like, well, I'm not going to let the phone wake me up. No, I, Jim and I don't have that luxury, so right. I struggle with that. I had a text I was going to send this morning, and I'm like, well, holy cow, it's 530. I wonder if that guy's up. <laughs> If he works here, he should be. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, safety topics of the week. We're going back to the I lead time. I feel like it might have been last week we talked about it, but we've seen some videos this week where 
If you're slamming on your brakes going down a highway to avoid an accident, you did not have a good eye lead time. If you had a good eye lead time, you would have seen that traffic stopping ahead of you. Absolutely. Right. What's bringing a lot of those to our attention is, thank goodness, the camera. The cameras. Right? We're getting these emails that's saying a harsh brake event, and it's it's allowing us to go to that driver and go, hey, this is what we're seeing. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? How can we help out? And our goal is to prevent an accident, yeah. right? I mean, I, I hope I hope we're coming to you with information that you find valuable rather than defensive, right. because the goal is to eliminate you from having an accident. Yep. Right. Yep. Accident is going to cost you money. It's going to put you down. You're going to be on the side of the road for a few hours trying to figure it out with the cops and the accident investigation. Yep. Hopefully, there's no injuries, et cetera, et cetera. Court fees, ticket Court fees, fees, time, time off. Ah, man, yeah. it's just a mess. You know, it plus, is never ending. Plus the property damage, and that right. affects JFW, our insurance rates, Absolutely. the whole nine yards. So you should have a minimum of a 15-second eye lead time. That means if you pick a spot in the road, it should take you 15 seconds to get there. That's how far you should be looking ahead. Just like your following distance, a minimum of four seconds, you count it the same way, but for 15 seconds, okay? The easiest way not to have a good eye lead time is to not have good following distance because if you're too close to the car ahead of you, you're so focused on watching that car and their taillights that you're not looking ahead. Okay? Yeah. It's it's almost kind of a conundrum too, isn't it, Jam? I'm, what I'm getting at is, you know, we've all pushed, right? Mm -hmm. over, over our careers, we've all been on that guy's bumper and you are focused on that car and the cars in front of him and you are 110% laser focused. Right. Where the conundrum comes in is when you're that 10 seconds behind that car and pretty soon you're like, you're relaxed. Right. So you're staring off in the field going, well, what are they working on over there? And you, <laughs> you know, you're, you're focused on what's on the side of the road for, I'm making it up, two seconds, three seconds. Then you look ahead like, Oh, oh shit. shit. Right? So it's even though you you can be relaxed, you still need to be focused on what is ahead of you. But it it creates that relaxed situation where you're you're not hard charging, you're not, you yeah. know, and that's almost where you can get in as much trouble. So it's it's just as dangerous. In the firearms world, we call it in in regards to situational awareness, you're relaxed, but you're alert. Yes. Okay, so you're not hyper hyper focus but you are aware of everything that's going around you yeah so isn't it funny so, how the firearms world is so similar to trucking it's it's the situational awareness right piece. right yeah. yeah absolutely keep yeah. your head on a swivel watch your six pay attention right. be relaxed be alert right you know but the relaxed part's important because if you look at a guy that's hard charging and pushing and following too close when you watch them drive they are not relaxed. It's stressful. Oh. If you're if you're off in the weeds for a second and you come back and you got to slam on the brakes, your heart's pounding, right? Versus the guy that's Cadillac and he's chilling. If you look at fighters, you know you could always tell an experienced fighter and a non-experienced fighter. The experienced fighter is relaxed when he's fighting. He's breathing. He's able to pay attention. The guy that's just all bowed up and freaking out and flexing and throwing these wild punches. Man, if if you don't get if you don't win the fight in the first twenty seconds, you're done, because you're just going to be exhausted. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So makes sense. Yep. Here's the thing you got to keep in mind: you're out there for twelve hours. Okay. You're not going to be able to be alert and and like focused 
every minute, laser of every hour, yeah. right? But you got to realize what the situation is on the road. One of the guys was just lollygagging off into the looking at the construction site, and he was in a construction site, right? That has to be an indicator to you, like, wow, there's a lot going on. I need to focus on the road. I got to right. have my eye lead time. I've got to right. have my following distance double what I yeah. normally would, right? It's the same reason why you don't look down and dig through your lunchbox when you're coming up to a stop right. or a, a, a traffic signal. Yeah. You have to be aware what is around you, what you're coming into, um, adjust your speeds accordingly, because just because the speed limit says 55 doesn't necessarily mean you can go 55, right? Right. right. So you got to be aware of what is going on around you and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing at that time. Yeah. You know, we all have a lunchbox. We all take a drink of coffee, you know, while we're driving down the road and listening to the morning news or whatever. Right. But you got to be aware what you should do and shouldn't do and what's a good time to to do that stuff. And that eye lead time, like Jam's talking about, I mean, you should be so comfortable that your eyes never leave the road and you can reach down with your hand and open up that lunchbox lid, feel around and grab your pop or grab your chips or grab <laughs> yeah, your... Yeah, my problem is I never can find what I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah. God dang it, where's yeah. that apple? It's yeah. in there somewhere. I know yeah. it is. Yeah. The <laughs> wife packed a snake one day in my lunch and I reached down and grabbed it, pulled it up on my lap like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> The other thing you need to be doing uh, is scanning or looking at one mirror every five to eight seconds. Yeah. Okay, so you got your 15-second eye lead time. You got your four-second following distance, right? Well, every five to eight seconds, you should be looking at a mirror, either your driver's mirror or your passenger mirror. That that really seems like a long time to, to be scanning mirrors. It seems like you should do it more often, but that comes right from the Smith system. So... If you're doing all those things, you have less risk of having an, injury, uh, an accident. That's awesome. Yeah. Great. I think it's great information. It know? is. It and is. It's, try it. Get yeah. out there and try it. You yeah. Know, it may seem like a lot, but if you start with your, I'm going to say your following distance, so now you're relaxed because you're not too close, and then you start paying attention to your eye lead time, man, if you see something 15 seconds happening up the road, you're avoiding that accident. You could pull over to the shoulder, and I guarantee you're going to watch somebody else who didn't have the 15-second eye lead time right. have that oh shit moment. So, yeah, great example was when Squirrel was coming through Glenwood Canyon. Remember that, Dave? I do. Yeah, in an ice storm. In an ice storm, and Squirrel was so careful out on the road, and he avoided like a 30-car pileup on the bridge in Glenwood Canyon because he was just chilling, taking it easy, had a ton of following distance, huh. going you know, 20 miles an hour slower than the other vehicles right. that were in a hurry, racing by in the left lane, and then they all piled up. Yeah. And he he didn't have... Uh, Any problems. Not yeah. one, yeah. yeah. It is kind of funny what that experience gains you, too. This weekend, my son had a swim meet uh, three days in a row up in Fort Collins, so we made three trips back and forth to Fort Collins this weekend. And oh. uh, Friday evening, he was... Luckily, I was able to ride with him instead of having to drive at the five dollar a gallon fuel prices. So I, I rode up with him, and you know he's just seventeen, just turned seventeen. So he's been driving for a year now, and I'm like, oh, I'll just cruise up with you, you know. And it's my little opportunity to go. Well, I wonder how you're driving, right? You know, and I, I was pretty proud of him. But it was funny. One of the things that came up is, you know, you're you guys all know I twenty five northbound at Fort Collins. One minute you're doing seventy five, and the next minute it stops, right? Right, and then you're and then you're doing fifty five, and everybody's piled up, and it stops. 
you know, and that's almost just normal traffic anymore, but it just seems more severe. It's on, bad up north there. Yeah, it yeah. Really it's is. like everybody tries to do 85, yeah. right? And, you know, knock on wood, my son has been been pretty good, and he's, he's not speeding, and uh, we're sitting there, and I just feel as though I see the things one second or two seconds before he does, mm-hmm. and that's probably a long time, but I'll see vehicles stopping way ahead, and he's looking, but we're not slowing down yet. <laughs> I, my foot's kind of pressing on the on the floorboard a little bit, and then he slows down, you know. And there's been a few times where we've been going through a parking lot, and I'm like, "Watch it," you know. And this car's starting to back out, and he sees it, but he doesn't have the reflex yet to know. He hasn't processed. I need to stop, you know. And I'm like, "Hey, stop," you know. And he's like, he's just made the comment to me. You're telling me to do something like one second before I'm I'm going to do it. Right. And I just said, well, I think that's just experience. I'm just seeing it. I'm I'm maybe scanning more or or you know checking for those things and that's and, just an experience, right? Yeah. You're able to predict things as well that True. you can't predict. Yes. I mean, you're you're seeing it happen, yeah. but you you already know it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that just comes from experience. Yeah. Somebody was just telling us yesterday or the day before that their kid's been riding with them for years and they've been pointing out, mm-hmm. hey, look at how this guy's driving. Hey, look at how this guy's driving mm-hmm. or this person's driving or whatnot. You know, and I, I, I just didn't join in because I'm like, I've, I've done that with Sam. You know, look at how this guy's driving and you point those things out. And I think that's great experience for them to see and understand. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. So I lead time. Look way ahead. Yep. Keep your eyes on the road. Scan those mirrors. Be vigilant. Yep. Be aware of what's going on around you in the traffic. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I have one more uh, safety topic for the week for all the Coors trucks that that deliver out to Wildcat, which I believe that's our most frequent dairy. I could be wrong. I know it's the largest dairy we deliver to. The same company owns Wildcat that owns uh, Deer 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 Valley. Valley. Yep, yep, yep. Couldn't uh, think of it there for a second. I would tell you definitely between the two, we deliver the most loads to those locations. Is that The, the furthest one away? No, the furthest one is the the name of the town. I can't think of the mm, town sure. out there. Uh, anyway, uh, so they're pouring a pad, and they've put up a building. Huh. And Jesse Bieza sent some uh, photos this morning saw that. Uh, to it. And so I kind of want to give a shout-out to Jesse. But also, so anyone going out there, please take a look at that. The building, I mean, we're almost set up for failure because we don't fit in the building. Right. So the pretty good odds we're going to back up to it and raise our trailer and hit yeah. the building yeah. with our with well, it our, looks like our top a, rails. one of the sheds we dump salt in. And yeah, I thought, what are they doing? Yeah, I, I mean I, the photo is not the greatest. I can't even. I don't even think that building is. It doesn't even look twelve feet tall mm, actually, yeah. and it looks like they're pushing the grain inside of it. It looks like a whole new structure. So anyway, anyone heading to Deer Valley, please, please, please. Be careful out there. They're pouring. They've got, looks like a portion of a new concrete pad poured. Uh, looks like they'll be finished on the other side, but we do not fit in the building. Please, please, please be careful out there. We've we've damaged buildings before in the past, so please, please, please be careful out there at Deer Valley. Looks like a new setup. Be aware of what you're doing and be focused. <coughs> Absolutely. I was just looking through that email to look at the pictures, and I just realized so our poll survey came out again. Okay, oh. so that'll be coming out once a month. Is four questions. You could just answer strongly, disagree, disagree, somewhat agree, agree, strongly agree, or you could actually add some uh, 
some content or, or words to that. So very cool. If you could do us a favor and fill that out, we'd like to see if we're improving. We're not improving. We're staying the same stuff like yeah. that. So soup. You and, want- and what's that going to come out in? Bamboo. Nice. So I have to check my bamboo? <laughs> or your email. There you go. Right? If your bamboo yeah, it comes is, across as an email. Yeah. Right. And you could just click on the link and put it this way. I just did mine as we're talking. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. So Glad to see you're hyper-focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wanted... They caution that multitasking thing because you don't pay attention to anything 100% right. when well, you're multitasking. Women right. are sure good at it. Yeah. I suck at it. I women, can't do it. Women are great. They're awesome at it. Hey, I wanted to mention one more thing, too. We've been having some problems with company radios. Mm. And for a long, long time now, we hear people say, wiggle your mic cord, wiggle your mic cord, do whatever. How about write that up and let's replace that mic cord? Because just right. wiggling it isn't going to fix it. And one of the things I want to pass out there, you know, we've updated our equipment so much over the years but we're still running the same company radios from 15 years ago. And the cords wear out, the connections get bad, the microphones break. Uh, You shouldn't need to wiggle your mic cord, right? I mean, great. If that gets you through the day, please do it. You shouldn't need to do it every day, every time you key up, every time you speak. There are ways to pull those out and clean them and put them back in. Yeah, I caution everyone in doing that. that is the remedy many, many times. And they'll come to me and say, hey, my radio's not working. And I'll, they're basically phone plugins. They're right. the little plastic clip that you'll pull it out. And there's six or eight little um, copper, I don't know what you'd call them, lines that have to line up with the copper lines in the radio, right? Yeah. But, but they get dirty. And then they ha- don't have good contact. And right. I just caution everyone if they do that on their own, Dave, because they break these, the clips. Well, there are these tiny little fins in between every little connection piece. So if you put the plug in remotely crooked at all, you've touched those fins and then you straighten the plug when it snaps in. And then it's the little tiny plastic fins are broken or smashed over and it won't make connection. So if you take it upon yourself to pull that plug out, you have to put that plug in perfectly straight. Clean it, spend the time, brush it off, blow out the, the little port where the, where the plug plugs in. It, it has a port on the microphone and on the radio, or we need a new cord, or we need a new microphone, but those can be cleaned. Please, 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 I caution you, if you pull that out, that plug needs to go perfectly straight back in. It can't go in sideways at all because it will straighten itself and smash those little plastic fins in between the wire connections. So just be careful on that. Otherwise, just write it up. We'll, we'll get some extra cords. Those radios are, are old, but they work great. We just need to address some issues on them. So we shouldn't need to be wiggling that mic cord indefinitely just once or twice to get through the day. Otherwise, let's get it replaced out there. Perfect. Soup, you got a high road hauler? I do. I do. So um, I think this is somebody, or this is something that people always appreciate. Um, a lot of times older people get overlooked. They become invisible because they're, they feel they're not productive. Or the society actually deems them uh, not productive or or uh, burden because they're not you know working and contributing and things and it's there's actually a word for it it's called ageism and uh, so 
I think it's something special when you sit down and you talk to an elder and they tell you stories from the past that have all kinds of valuable information and um, ideas that you don't really see every day in life because you're not looking at it from that perspective. But uh, that, my friends, is called wisdom. And there are some things you can buy, some other things that you can learn, and there are some things that you earn from living every day of your life. These experiences don't just happen overnight. You can't count them or sometimes even remember them. But over the years, they add up. 20, 40, 60, or even 80 years of life accumulate to build a wealth of knowledge and experience called wisdom. Wisdom isn't the knowledge that a younger person possesses. It isn't an IQ score or a degree in science or business. Wisdom is the knowledge of what is true or right. It generally comes from making the wrong decisions or choices mixed with some right ones over the course of a lifetime. Only someone who has lived a lifetime can accumulate wisdom and become wise, hence the term a wise old man. Here are some thoughts to put uh, into a journal uh, that were put into a journal by a 90-year-old person that can only be called wisdom. One, the right journey is the ultimate destination. The most prolific and beneficial experience in life is not in actually achieving something you want, but in seeking it. It's the journey towards an endless horizon that matters, goals and dreams that move forward with you as you chase them. And two, the willingness to do hard things opens great windows of opportunity. One of the most important abilities you can develop in life is the will willingness to accept and grow through times of difficulty and discomfort. Because the best things are often hard to come by, at least initially. And if you shy away from difficulty and discomfort, you will miss out on them entirely. Mastering a new skill is hard. Building a business is hard. Writing a book is hard. A marriage is hard. Parenting is hard. Staying healthy is hard. But all are amazing and worth every bit of the effort you can muster. <clears throat> Realize this now. If you get good at doing hard things, you can do almost anything you put your mind to. Three, small incremental changes always change everything in the long run. The saying, one step at a time, is very true, even though we can get caught up expecting instant gratification. Four, no one wins a game of chess or the game of life by only moving forward. Sometimes you have to move backwards to put yourself in a position to win. Maybe you were meant to hang a left back when you should have took a right, and that's perfectly fine. Life gradually teaches us that U-turns are allowed. So turn around when you must. There's a big difference between giving up and starting over in the right place. Five, our character is often most evident at our highs and lows. Be humble at the mountaintops, be strong in the valleys, and be faithful in between. And on particularly hard days when you feel that you can't endure, remind yourself that your track record for getting through hard days is 100% so far. And the quote this week is by a very, uh, very unusual source, um, but uh, Jimi Hendrix once said, knowledge speaks, but wisdom listens. Wow. And there you have it. How true that. is that, Dave? He chopped the mountain down with the edge of his hand once. Did you know that? 
No, I didn't. I have to play that song. No, for you. you wouldn't expect such wise words, wise words coming from Jimi Hendrix, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, he was a genius in his own way. He was a genius. Musical yes, genius. he taught himself how to play the guitar like yeah, that. That's crazy. Never took a lesson. Love Jimmy. Final thoughts, guys. Yeah, I was trying to look some some things up as we're sitting here talking and and listening and stuff, and you know, everybody probably heard Jim and I get on a political rant and. I don't want it to be thought of as a rant. You know, I want it to be thought of as educating yourself, as thinking about where we're at as a country. You know, I just sat here and looked up the definition of a patriot, and it's a person who vigorously supports our country and prepared to defend it against enemies and detractors. And reading that quote, I I was led to my next piece that I was trying to look up, and maybe you two guys can, can help me out here, but... One of our presidents has a quote, and I don't remember whether it's Adams. I just tried looking up Washington, but I think it was Adams that said, there is no other country that can take the United States down. If it falls, it will be from within. Do you guys remember? It's a quote similar to that. No, we've talked about that, though, and I don't it, remember. It, it sounds like, like a modern No, it quote, was it was definitely like Adams or Washington or, yeah, or maybe day, even huh? Lincoln or... I mean, it was I'm definitely, looking, looking you, you remember it, right, Jam? Yeah. You, you kind of remember what I'm talking about. And I guess, you know, when you find that quote, I don't want to fill in with, you know, so we don't have dead air here, but <clears throat> that's so true. I feel like that's where we're at, right? No yeah, other country is, is big enough to take us down, but we will take ourselves down. And I, I guess these are the things that bring Jim and I to discuss, and, and you guys as well, to discuss where we're at politically and I, I guess I just hope everyone has their eyes open and, and aware of what's going on and, and what we need in this world. So, Dave, if Jam's looking that up, you got some final thoughts? I got it. Oh, you got it. Who, who was it, Jam? Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Ah. America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we lose our freedoms, it will be because we have destroyed ourselves from within. Abraham Lincoln. Wow. Doesn't that feel like where we're at, you guys? Yeah, I mean, am I, I don't want to paint and, doom and gloom, yeah, man. man. He said that 150 years right? ago, and how spot on is it? Right. Even today, or right. more so today, even. Yeah. Right? Could you imagine him seeing where we're at today? I think about that stuff all the time. Right. You what know, your how, grandparents yeah, would think. how and, freaked out they'd be, yeah. you know? How cool would it be to have a guy like Abe Lincoln come in and save the country, though? Oh, right. You know, we need, yeah, we need, modern, a, we need a George Washington. And, we need Abe Lincoln. Yeah. We, need, we need a powerful person who's good for everybody. That to brings us in. together, yes. not divides us. Yeah. Right? right. They'll, they'll Does, be opposers no matter what. Well, of I mean, course. Look yeah. at what they did to yeah. Lincoln. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. How great it would be to have a, a savior like that. Yes. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. needed today. Yeah. Sure is. Someone who believes in all of our needs and what's best for the country. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's so many other desires that fuel society nowadays. Nobody's interested in that job. Well, people have agendas. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has has an agenda, it seems like. there's a And they need $100 million to do it. Yeah. (laughs) And when they have it themselves, (laughs) it makes it easier, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. 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 Soup? Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of want to stay away from the political stuff, but <laughs> uh, I had Thank a thought. <laughs> I had a thought driving into work this morning because it kicked me um, back to. And I don't know if anybody's aware of the new law that was recently passed in California, um, uh, which requires 
um, p- pretty much it, it's the Uber law because Uber was hiring so many people just to drive their cars and, and contractors paying them, you know, 1099. And, uh, California says, listen, if you're going to run a business, you have to provide insurance and health care or whatever it is that you have to have, which is putting a lot of small businesses and independent truckers out of business. Because a dude that's an independent trucker is just, I mean, he bought a truck and he's going into business, right? He doesn't have health insurance, at least at that moment, right? But uh, I saw a beautiful Amazon truck. So he was on 270 and I was coming into work and um, he had an Amazon trailer and, and the truck was just shined up looking beautiful. And, uh, it was this emerald green color that just, I don't know why it just highlighted in the lights of the highway. Right. But I thought, you know, that truck, if he was in California, he's out of business. Right. And he is the dude. And I know because I started a small business and I, I was more interested in the challenge interested in the accomplishment, interested of doing something for myself. And this law is going to take away people's rights and freedoms to start a business and to work towards something that's valuable to them. Right. And that pisses me off. Is that the America we grew up in, Dave? Right. You know, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That was one of the things, and I didn't clarify it, that Heidi brought up, you know, when she was in New Jersey is... She had a, a local official walk in and say, well, we've looked at things and, and we don't think it's right that you have one person to every 20 dogs. We think it should be one person to every 12 dogs. And she's like, have you looked at our facility? Well, no, that's just what we believe. Well, has there been a problem? No, that's just what we believe. So they don't even know the business model. We're not even aware of what's going on. She's like, we have a live website the webcam so all the owners can watch their dogs have you looked at those has there been a problem is there no that's you're going to need a permit for this you know so they're just it's it's more more ways to fund and and to charge taxes and and all of that and it's it's tough to swallow dave yes it is very hard yeah terrible yeah Uh, i got a couple things this morning one driving into work today uh we had a driver talking about plant one Remember Plant One, and it was brought up like Plant One would test your backing skills. Well, buddy, that sand bin was was the, rough. The sand bin was rough, right? And then if you had uh, squeegee or pea gravel, you had to do something different. And the comment was made like, "Can you imagine if we had that today?" Right. With, with all the new drivers, what a mess! <clears throat> I disagree with that. You know, I I think if one guy was able to do it, another person could do it as well. Yeah. It takes training. That's all. We'd have to train. Back then, Jim, I was the only trainer, and I trained every driver to back into that sand bin. You trained me. And to, you trained me to do it. You know, yeah. You you brought and me so over there. So we did it. I guess my point is, we, we got overcame. It we we, yeah, faced, we faced and overcame, overcame. all yeah. that stuff before. That's Jim's point. Yeah, that's my point. Well, Stingray got on the radio and said, "You know what? I think we have a pretty good crew this year." And that just really made me happy to hear because we do. We have some studs. Oh, man. And some studettes, right, that work here. You know, I think the majority of the people that we have working here are skilled, they're smart, they're capable, and stuff like that. The other thing I want to bring up is every decision that you make affects somebody or something here, right? When my brother, rest in peace, he used to say, when you pull this lever, this one gets pushed. 
So keep that in mind. You know, Jim and Dave, you guys talk about looking at the whole pizza pie, not just your piece. Because what you do, if you don't go get that last load, well, then somebody's got to get in the morning. If you do this and you leave it for somebody, well, then we got to do it. And then this guy's running behind on his dispatch. Somebody calls off. I mean, the whole thing just has this domino effect. So just keep in mind, everything you do affects somebody or something. Absolutely. So that's all I got, guys. Very true. Yep. Have a great week. Are we going to do the creed? Oh, we are going to do the creed. Yeah. Yep. Kick it off. Got to do the creed. Wow. I don't have a copy of it in front of me. I hope I can remember. <laughs> I'm going to read your lips so I can oh. sit with you. <laughs> I'm going to start it off. Together, Together we, we face and overcome all that stands before us. Together, Together we're accident-free. Together, Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And, and together, together we are the, are the JFW, JFW family. family yep. Nice. Awesome. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Thanks Have a great for listening. day out there, everybody. Have a great day, JFW family. <laughs>